Hello, my name is Hentai I am a cyborg. Welcome to the Gizverse podcast. The show dedicated to the King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard universe. Yo, man, hot take. I honestly think that album is the best album that they've come out with. We need more cookie. A multi-dimensional universe with an invisible face. Welcome to an altered future, brother. Once created by a band, is now sustained by its fans. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hear the road train a-coming, baby. It's a-coming. Open the door to your mind, cause here are your hosts. Tommy O'Neill and France in trunk. That's a rat noise. Is that what that is? Is that what that is? That's a rat noise. You can't tell. That rat was freaky. You have to be watching it, uh, which you can do on the YouTube. But it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's it's a bit rat rat. I think people got it even without the explanation. I think people, the listeners, Thanks, can understand what you were doing, dude. I appreciate we it. Build that connection with them. I'm, I'm, I'm positive of it. I don't yep. know if you could tell, but me and you are the exact same weight right now because of COVID. I have gained <laughs> about cool, right? sixty pounds. So uh, congratulations, <laughs> we're twins now, bro. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm well, back, to, your, uh, back to my fighting, your, uh, fighting weight. <laughs> fighting weight. Finally, man. Good, the, good fat, God. The, the red apple has returned. <laughs> Go Bugs. Uh, what is your uh, in, indulgement? Is that a word, indulgement? What have you Bur- been indulging on the most during this purge? Bourbon, man. Bourbon is the... Uh, Purging uh, on bourbon. The root of the devil, man. That is the problem <laughs> with so many things in this world. But fuck, is it hard... To even do, I'm drinking it right now. I'm drinking an old fashioned right now. <laughs> I didn't want to. So we have uh, two cars in Koreatown, which is, you know, impossible. <laughs> My wife has one. The other one is on the street. And I was like, well, I don't want to find parking. So I don't want to go to the grocery store. I'll go to Tricky Dicks. So I went down to oh, Tricky Dicks and got a, uh, got a little mini bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace, which I normally don't. Ooh. I normally get a bullet bourbon i need to get sponsored by them i drink too much of this Yo. shit to, to not at least get 10 percent discount on their website Please. or something like that like what the fuck man <laughs> i am i am solely responsible for three of their kids going through college three of their yeah. employees children going through college at least he dumped them out of recession yeah hey what's up guys welcome to the Giz first podcast my name's tommy o'neill it's your boy brian centron yeah man sorry we haven't uh gotten to you guys in a little bit but We've both been um, doing prostitution, trying to make money. Struggling through life. It's okay? a lot to a do with it. A hole is a hole, okay? That, that's the number. You're, 1-800, a hole is a hole. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> now, if you guys subscribe, you know we've been, <laughs> I've been putting out other podcasts and uh, doing stuff here and there. I've been also traveling um, to get out of Los Angeles, which is – Los Angeles has been pretty weird. I know you're in a state that's like the fourth most COVID cases in, Partying. The, in the globe. Did you know that? Of course I knew that, baby. Did, we were, I, I didn't know it was fourth. I thought it was like one. I'm kind of disappointed in us. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Not in the country, the world. So <laughs> the if, planets. If, if Florida was its own, you know, country or something like that, then it would be fourth in the world globally as a country. 
How crazy. Chew on how, that, huh? Right? How, how, how do you feel? You feel sick? How do you feel? You feel all right? I, I feel terrified. Yeah, I, I love going out to work and putting myself out there on the line. And, the and virus. The front line of the, yeah, the front line of the virus. It's good, man, you know? We out here, man. We do what we do. Putting yourself out there, man. And you, you, you do so much stuff, mostly prostitution, and that is the front line. Of front lines, that is the front line. That is the front, yeah, dude. The front and the back, if you... If you get your, uh, you know, if you got your mind right. The, you know? lone, the lonely front line. <laughs> yup. Of male, uh, listen, male, male COVID prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> Guys got to eat, man. You know, bourbon, we need that bourbon on the table, man. Well, they got to eat. Cock. They, they got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and listen, nothing white. It's going to take more than a super bug to knock us out, though, buddy. Okay? Yeah. No, I agree. We're sweet like honey. We uh, remain sweet like honey in uh, these no, recessions. You know, you want to bring it there so fast. You don't give it. You don't get a chance. We don't even have any introduction. You know what I mean? We I don't, don't even, even have. Any, about. Don't even have any playback. Well, what? Through this COVID, I think many artists have been trying to release stuff. Did you know that uh, bands are doing virtual concerts and they're charging people like sixty bucks a pop to watch? That's sixty is a criminal. I understand you charge something. You know. 60 is hilarious. Is there an artist you know in particular that is doing this? Go ahead and say that one more time. Is there an artist you particularly know that's doing this? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I'm assuming uh, Taylor Swift. And <laughs> Throw a couple uh, in the mix here. Let's yeah, see. Uh, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Billie Eilish. You think Billie Eilish is charging 60 bucks to go see her right, virtually? Not she didn't want to, but her manager was like, "Look, it's really good for your career, good right? Now. It's just, it's we should do it. You have a lot of fans; they want to see you. They want to see you, Billy. They want to see you. They love you, Billy. You know my name's not Billy, right? It's uh, Jessica. <laughs> it's uh, you can call oh. me. Uh, shut uh, up, Billy. Shut up, Billy. <laughs> Go dye your hair a different color, you dumb bitch. <laughs> but King Gizzard has been kind enough to release some stuff, uh, charging some. And then just eventually releasing it for free. And we're just like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just give it to you for free. That's nice. That's Re- nice. Represent. Okay. Right here, right now. Let's say King Gizzard gets a call like, yo, listen. The whole October Red Rocks thing, we don't really know about that. But we'll get you guys down here. And they record a show, a three-hour show from Red Rocks. Nobody, nobody there, but they record three hours. How much potentially are you paying for that to see that show from the comfort of your home? Drinking bourbon. 20 to $30. Right? Uh, yes, 20 to $30. And that's even like a decent amount, I feel like. I, well, but, that's the thing. It's like you have to, you're, instead of a show that they would be making $60 or $80 a head, and that's a limited amount of people, now it's a global audience. Boom. And you could be making a lot more money on a grander scale. So I would say you'd want to keep it realistic for people. And also right now, people are kind of hurting for money. For sure. um, the, you know, the planet's about to implode on itself and we're just doing podcasts. So um, <laughs> hey, <represent. laughs> what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do, buddy? <laughs> what is it, man? So let's talk about the talk about here. Oh, well, first, you answer your own question. How much would you pay? Would you, do you agree with my amount? Totally in the same ballpark. And yeah. with... The bigger, I think people would have paid for this anyways. I think if the concert would have gone down, the people that went or the people that didn't go would be like, "Damn, twenty bucks to go see the to see the show." I'm sure they'd film it really cool, a bunch of different angles and stuff. Yeah, twenty twenty or thirty dollars. Let's call it twenty five 
even. Boom. Yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. anxious to just get that kind of, that culture back where we can go out. I'm still walking down the street from people and, you know, they see somebody coming and they're like, oh, oh my God. Right. Oh my God. Another person. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know when it's going to bounce back. I don't know if it's going to be a year from now or what, but um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know when that's going to bounce back, but luckily. I mean, it seems like a hell of a bounce at this point, right? Like, We've seen, we've seen Giz in the middle of the trenches, like, with other people sweat on top of us. You know what I mean? We're like, are, am I sweating? I don't even think I'm sweating. It's everybody around me is sweating. Oh, that's what's going on. Like, how do you go from, oh, shit, there's somebody coming on the street to, like, just, ah! just like, raging again. It's, it's nuts. It's hard to even imagine. Kind of yeah, but at the same time, I think a lot of people are quarantining themselves not for their own health. So sure. when that type of stuff is legally allowed to come back. I think it's going to be at your own risk and <laughs> yeah, dude. it's going to be people who understand that their health is at risk. Well, you're, you're rolling that dice and I don't know. I mean, you should take it seriously. You know, if you're diabetic, if you have <laughs> upper respiratory issues, there's, I mean, you got to roll those dice Raging. though, but I'm not going to, you've done all of you do. I feel like I've left concerts sick before. Like I've woken up the next day after a concert. Like, yep, I'm, I'm sick, man, for sure. I'm definitely sick. I don't know. It depends on the LSD. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I you know I was really happy with King Gizzard's uh release and of Ratty. Ratty. It was kind of the missing elements from Chunky Shrapnel that I complained about yep. it. It had everything in it that it, it checked all my boxes off. And I was like, okay, well, why couldn't you just make the movie an hour long and just had all this shit <laughs> kind this of stuff. plugged into it all. It's like, that doesn't seem it's a digital release. That doesn't seem you could have put that footage next to the other footage. I understand they were trying to go for a flavor with the camera and it was really expensive with the film. Right. But, just put it up again. I mean, that shit looked like it was filmed in VHS. That would have looked just as cool up against it. The black and white stuff, all the heavy. I liked it. I mean, I thought it was sick. And to be honest with you, Rat's Nest wasn't my favorite initial. Initially, when I heard it, it wasn't my favorite album. Like we discussed right. on previous podcasts. It's, even with other guests, they said the same thing. So I know I'm not alone in it. It just added a whole other layer to see the breakdown and to see how they write songs. To see how that happened was really cool. It's like, okay, now I kind of get the brain. It was what we assumed, but I a little clarification right. is nice. To see the core, the three core kind of writing what's going on. Like, okay, all right, I get it now. I get it see now. What's going it on here? Makes a little more sense. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking I thought you'd say that and I was thinking of you during this whole twenty minute endeavor of like this is what we talked about, man. Now granted, this was made by a different crew of people. So it was filmed by a different squad of people. You know what I mean? I understand. So like uh diff they got a real nitty gritty stuff, but like yeah, that's what we wanted to see. That the make it's just the making of Infest the Rat's Nest. That's what that is. Uh it's 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 cool to see the the three amigos like you said kind of going at it in the lab and i think those are uh, that's a talented little trio right there man talented little trio that can really bounce off some cool stuff off each other like 
there's, there's a scene where Stu's like, oh, man, that's kind of scary, you know? Like, and I, I think it was during, like, self-emulate they're playing. Like, he's, like, they're getting excited about what they're creating. And then it flips from, like, them rehearsing it to them now playing it on stage in front of however many thousand people are just, like, in a circle pit running around. Like, that's really cool, man. That's got to be exciting for them to see, you know, like, their music coming to life like that. And then us to see, see the behind the scenes of that. It was cool. It really tickled my uh, Gizzard fancy. I totally agree with you. And to see it a slow progression like that, that is very satisfying from a fan. Um, I, something that I don't like, but I've heard from people that I've talked to even about comedy, they're like, yeah, you know, I've really seen you do that bit and a bunch of times and it's cool to watch it progress and i'm like oh that hurts my stomach (laughs) oh no you've been closing with that for six years man no no they don't say that they don't say that (laughs) shut up don't put that out in the universe don't do that that is not what i do shut up but to hear people say that they've seen me work on something it makes my stomach hurt but for music, you kind of want to see that a little bit. And if I'm honest, even with comedy, I mean, one of my favorite movies is, is Jerry Seinfeld's uh, Comedian. And that yeah. whole, whole movie is centered around him building an hour act, a brand new mm-hmm. act. So, I mean, it is really interesting to watch the creative process as long as you're not the person in the creative process. <laughs> so I do understand their reluctance to peel back I don't, it's like a magician telling you how they do their tricks, you know, if that makes right, sense. Right, right. And it's yeah, like, no, I, sure. I, I can understand their reluctance and wanting to reveal the full magic behind it. Yes. I, I, I feel that, especially, I think I, I thought that during watching it while they're all like screaming hell into the microphone and stuff. Hell. Of like, I, hell. 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 like, hell is where I dwell. Like, it's so <laughs> silly, you know, but, it shows you like the, the fun, silly part of that. Whereas, I don't know, I, I try to imagine the the 11 year old kid who finds a copy of Infest the Rat's Nest and he listens to it. And like he thinks like how we thought of Sabbath. They're like, yo, you know, those records are like cursed by the devil and shit, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> like it felt like that's like, it was funny to see how these are silly, silly boys, bro. Like they're having a good time. Like the subject matter can get grim and stuff, but that's. I think that's all part of the appeal, you know. I don't think they're, uh, yeah, they're not these sane worshiping crew of guys, you know what I mean? But no, peeling back the banana, so to speak, is funny to see. They're too skinny. Um, it was funny watching. <laughs> it, it was like they're in a, you know, a dungeon in Australia or something like that. <laughs> something hotter than shit. After it they looks hot, dude. <laughs> sliced off a goat's neck, and they were like, "All right, guys, let's let's make this album." <laughs> <laughs> sweating dude so wetting. i i know that life i'm a sweater i sweat i could look at something and just know mm, i'd be Ooh. sweating so bad right now oh boy yeah dude yeah buddy that how little about, room those three dudes yeah sweating how about uh the editing style i i really liked it i like it felt like okay we're gonna be in this room the whole movie and I like that. I mean, we went to the live stuff and then yeah. some behind the scenes stuff, but it was like, so if you've ever played in a band or played any kind of music, that's how you write music. You're in a room mm-hmm. 
and your ears hurt and you're sweaty and you're a little inebriated and somebody does something cool and it's like, oh shit. Ooh, we got and then, that. And then somebody does something cool and it's like, yo, but what if it would be cool if dum da dum da dum da dum da dum da dum It's like, yeah, motherfuckers! It's 3 a.m. It's like, that's that's rock, man. That's rock. So it it's cool to know that they're human on some kind of level because it yeah. feels like they're not. It feels like they're not. But when you watch their process, it's like uh, they write just like everybody else. They write just like everybody else. Another day else. at the office. No, yeah. no, another day at the uh, Australian office. <laughs> yeah. The Aussie office. The Aussie office. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was uh, I thought it was shot well, entertained by that. Uh, I was surprised how humorous I thought it was, dude. There was a lot of funny parts. Uh, that like sex, the whole sexual healing scene, which starts with like Ambrose giggling and like Lucas is just like me, me. Like that's like the most we've ever seen of him ever. So that's Lucas, Lucas was highlighted throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but, like didn't didn't write the Infest the Rats and this stuff, but he made that movie all over the place. He was yeah, he was in it. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was solid. Uh, Cavs, all his like drum stuff, it was like him looking at the camera, like just like jamming real crazy, was hilarious to me. Like, him going, <laughs> turning on the lights. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and yeah, he was like, there's a few shots of him just like chugging beer, like give it, like, drink it, man, whatever. Like I was like, okay, that's a fun, that's a fun it, wacky guy. I like this. Yes, and I can relate because drummers are hams, and they like. <laughs> That they're the loudest, and it takes a good drummer to realize not to be loud. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how I can spot a good drummer, a guy who can control himself. He controls himself better than almost any drummer I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, and my favorite drummer of all time can't control himself even in the least bit. Uh, <laughs> so I, I it, it's a, it's a cool dichotomy where you get to see someone like Cavs do something cool like that. Yeah, he he's. He keeps it entertaining, man. I like uh, I like how they're putting him more on the forefront. It sounds, especially with like Chunky Shrapnel on the album. He's got like a nice little uh, jam session there. You know what I mean? Like the quarantine part. I like that. I think we're always looking at drummers when we're going to shows and stuff. It's, what, it's crazy it's how what often the fans I find want. It's what the fans want, and they've been asked that in interviews. Where's the solo, baby? You gave it to us in Gamma. Where's the solo? Give it to us, Daddy. Da-da-da. Yes. The very beginning of uh, Ratty, where it starts with just like in the pit, crazy, and it's like Crumbling Castle playing in the background. That was very cool. I was like, ooh, I'm getting hyped for this little 20 minute little thing here. I saw it, I saw it with Joe hitting bowls, drinking beers. It was a good, it was a good mental place to see it. I enjoyed Ratty. Good 22 minute investment, however long it was. Hell yeah. You know, you feel me? Oh, I feel you, brother. But that made me bring this up. Let's not call it Ratty. Let's call it something else with a Y at the end, okay? If you could pick a King Gizzard, it doesn't have to be your favorite album. If you could pick a King Gizzard album to go behind the scenes, making of, what album would that have been? Or was it Infest Your Essence? It, it, it could be Infest too. But what would it be? Do you want to see the boys like, damn. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a weird... I don't kind of... I don't necessarily want... I don't want one album. I just wanted to know their creative process. So I don't really care how an album was made. But if I had to pick one, Microtonal 
banana would probably be it. Peeling back the banana. It's just because they decided to go microtonal, and that has to be cool to watch them figure that shit out. That right, yeah. It didn't because they're like, yes, dude, you get it, but fucking we didn't <laughs> we didn't do that. You know what I mean? So it's like they all have to figure out then how to do it. It's like that probably was a cool process to watch. And to do it in the small amount of time that they did it in, seemingly the small amount of time that right, they did it right. in. Maybe you know, they were training in Tibet and I just didn't fucking know it, but <laughs> could very that, well be the case that would be pretty interesting to to kind of follow and watch what about you i i, I agree with that that crossed my mind he's solid um i went paper mache dream balloon in my head i think that'd be cool to see all come together you know i think like everybody shines so hard on that album like everybody brought it on that in yeah. different weird little ways it feels like it'd be it'd be fun to watch them go at that and it would be a easy one to enjoy audibly Right, yes. Every yes. every scene would be pretty easy to record. That that album definitely would be a, a good one to watch. Yeah, for sure. I'm in your mind, fuzz. That jumped on me quick, but it's just because I I fuck with it so heavy. You know what I mean? But nitty gritty, maybe my shade bloom. All in all, I I did like the ratty uh, movie or ratty. I don't know what you call it, but I ratty I, flick. The ratty video, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I hope they keep releasing stuff like that, but I don't think they need to do it past this. And I know that sounds bizarre, but I, as a fan, just wanted a little bit of a glimpse. I don't want a Metallica glimpse where it's like, I know way too much about that band. I don't Oddly, need to know. Yeah. And I'm not even asking to find out. There is a cool mystique to King Gizzard that I think still needs to maintain in the Gizverse that allows sure. fans to kind of make dumb shit up themselves and we can just go into this infinite, oh, bro, but it fucking, the castle means my soul, dog. Nah, man, the castle's society, bro. Nah, man, what? castles, the castle's God. Oh, like it's That's all. That's why they crumble, man. Come on, dude. So I, I like that there's room for those arguments in the Gizverse. And if they just completely explained everything and we're upfront with it. I don't think uh, it would, I don't think it would be as, uh, I don't think it would attract the nerds the way that it does. Yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like walking around uh, behind the scenes, like Disney world or something. And you see, you know, seeing the character, the animatronics and there's like a guy back there smoking a cigarette, like yes. trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? So like, you don't you, see that. You want to know how they put it together, but you don't want to see the guy smoking a cigarette running the animatronics. No. So like there's <laughs> absolutely not. You want to know the Easter eggs of the park, but you don't want to see the weird guy's butt crack that's like plunging the toilet and shit. And he's like, so what, what are you doing here? What do you want? That's a it's a different thing. Mickey smoking, yeah. Isn't a good look. Isn't a good look, but I feel the two albums that we just referenced. Flying Microtronic Banana, Pear Mache Dream Balloon, leads us right into our next gizzy subject of the day. Honey, boy. H-O-N-E-Y. Yeah, that was uh, the most stew-centric thing I've ever seen them put out. It was, uh, it was interesting. The video, I mean, how else are you going to film that stuff? I like that it was in fresh 4K definition. Uh, Nice-ass camera. A little and different, huh? The song was, was also as... 
the although there was effects on it, it was a very fresh sounding song. It was crisp, yeah. crispy, crisp, crispy, crisp is about right. Um, Doug, the video that it was, yeah, Stu, Stu centric. Oh man, that's pretty good. That's the name of his uh his solo project, Stu centric. Be there, I like that. Peep it out. Um, do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. <laughs> going in. Oh, you heard? Uh, I believe they said that like that song, like Stu wrote that like two years ago. So big I, I mistake. Feel like I think he's really been into the or him slash they into like the whole microtonal vibe. I think he kind of stayed in that vibe for a little bit and was kind of uh, interested by it. So I feel like this next album's gonna have a lot of microtonals. And I joked about it on the silly meme I made the other day of like flying flying microtonal uh, dream balloon or whatever. Feels like the vibe they might be coming out with, but I don't know if that's what they're actually doing or if this is just the softest song on the album coming up and the rest is going to be rockers and crazy stuff. I'm not really hundred percent sure about that yet. Or an up and down mix. They have, we can't just put them into two categories where it's just sure. soft or hard. It's like, no, they have an in-between where they know how to write a eclectic album that takes you on a journey. I mean, just look at polygon, for example. <laughs> so I, I want to stay on honey for a second. So, um, I think that it's a perfect song to release during this kind of time where it soothes your soul when you hear it and it feels nice. They, it's not like a flex, but I think it's important to remind everyone that they're capable of doing it and they're still in that mind space of writing beautifully sounding songs that no one else could come up with and especially right now when people are in a distressful state of mind that kind of song is is good right now and when you see celebrities and other musicians doing these dumb fucking videos of them singing imagine together it's like oh my god <laughs> i'm getting a little choked up but it's just because i want to hang myself you know what i mean like it has, for sure it's so gross so when you see a genuine artist make an attempt like that i i like it i mean it makes me feel good that i'm a fan of theirs and they would put something out to make people feel good right now because that's that's exactly what the fuck we need in society we need some empathy for other humans we don't have enough of that too many people don't give a shit about each other and it's like i i don't understand that i'm i'm a i'm pretty pro-human you know it's weird when we all we got all these you know people on the opposite sides are so anti-human left and right it's like guys somewhere in the middle we're like hey wait we're all we don't want to kill each other right <laughs> like right like, or is that sort of thing or? is that why why are we getting farther and farther away from that so i i think it's good when artists put out stuff like that the lyrics are great the song's great um i love it i love the title honey i think it honey it even his hair kind of looks like honey you know what i mean it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he does look like sweet sweet baby boy stew out there i was like oh there yeah. he is there, there, there's the boy uh it's yes i agree with you no i think uh sound wise yes it does have that nice sweet fun feel it's like this is classic gizzard though though for this classic gizzard that they, uh, the nicer the melody sounds, yeah, I know. The more potentially grim the I meaning know. is. Like, I don't think it's any coincidence that they're filming it like in like an industrial looking plant. I know. You know where it looks 
there's some clips that look so pretty, but and and there's like these big towers like gleaming and stuff that I'm just like that feels classic gizzard, man. You know what I mean? Like uh I just even, don't yeah. I just don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just don't think that that's necessarily their intent to make it gr- make you feel grim. They want to inspire sure. inspire you with nature. Maybe I heard it in the right mood or whatever or it's just cuz I I just came back from Colorado, but I felt like it was positive. I didn't feel like it was negative. For sure, and they that's a deep concept. Favorite thing this band. A deep concept but not negative. Always deep. There's always something rooted in, in them. I, just felt, I, I don't know if there was another um, jab at uh, society. Yeah, just like uh, how we keep the ozone and stuff like that. You know, it felt like that. And Honey, he was saying Honey, and I was like, oh, my God. Because my first thought of the song was Sleep Drifter. I was okay. Is oh, that kind of... I was thinking bees, because this motherfucker talks about bees and hornets and shit like that. Like, he, th- he talks about that. That's, my, that's what I first thought uh, when, I heard, when I heard of Honey. Yeah, so then, so I, I'm like... Sleep. I'm like, man, could he be talking about like his his girl again? That's interesting. So first time I'm hearing it, I'm getting strong sleep drifter vibes. I'm like, ooh, okay. And then he's, but he's mentioning honey, and I can't. I don't know. I, I was thinking to see, man, is 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 the microtonal bringing out the emotional side of stew again? Is this bringing the the heat again? I was like, no, but bees. It's bees, man. He's talking about freaking bees, man. Yeah, man. He's I'm obsessed. Like Bowie, you know. He's obsessed. He's obsessed. Nonagon, bro. Are they bees? Are they wasps? Who knows? Yo. Big wasps. The man is obsessed with the creatures that are on the microtonal, the micro side of things, the tiny side. You know what I'm saying, bro? (laughs) Another another kid's theory in the verse. They're little creatures, man. Ah, Okay, okay. I see it. I see it. Microtonal's code word for uh i'm gonna talk about insects whether it be spiders mm-hmm. you know what i mean come on dude that come <laughs> on dude just saying man hmm so uh did this song get you um rock hard horny for the album are you uh how are you feeling about this uh this endeavor is this where you want to be are you after, hoping to keep a little heavy where are you after fishing for fishies i'll never judge a song by its album Oh, wait, judge an album by its song. There we go. That's what I meant to say. Um, I'm never by a, <laughs> a pre-release. I'll never judge an album by a pre-release, okay? So yeah. it could suck, but I doubt it. It sounds like it's going it. to be fucking dank. Uh, yeah. But it could suck. Like, I mean, fucking the Lakers could not win the championship, but probably gonna win you know what i mean just like they're probably gonna win they're probably gonna win dude it's looking good it's looking good so far (laughs) it's looking promising do you think there's a day where gizzard will fall off that cliff that you will not be here and you just see the no no because did acdc cliff off no they music music has a we is a weird art that like so actors can't just go around doing the same role forever. Like there's not too many actors that can get away with that <laughs> and their career is super limited and they don't make a lot of money. You know what I mean? They make, a, they make just a little bit at once and then that's it forever. So like Frodo Baggins, I don't know if you know this, this is a great, great little Hollywood story, but the guy who played Frodo Baggins, he signed on for the three movies before he 
thought that there was going to be a three movie deal. And he was like, well, you know, that's, yeah. that's a lot of times. Well, he, he was super underpaid, super, super duper underpaid uh, at the time. And I think he ended up renegotiating his contract and stuff like that. So for actors, it's hard. <laughs> for him. Yeah. For actors, it's hard. And for musicians, on the other hand, it's like, that's what we want to hear the classics. So did, the thing that's going to change with them is that at some point they may stop putting out prolific material at the rate that they're doing it. And if you want to call that tapering right. off, then I guess that'll happen. But that's almost inevitable with music because the times kind of pass you by, but they're reinvoking times that we all miss from music, which is the purely creative, you know, you get a bunch of extraordinary musicians in the same room and then we be dippy and wild and see what happens. We watch, we watch it go crazy. So yeah, I don't, I think they're so foundationally strong as a band that they're not going to fall apart. They're not at this point. I thought they were, but after fishing for fishies and rat's nest, it was just like, dude, this, they're too good. They're too they good. Of a, it, man. They're too good of a band. There's no way. If Taylor Swift is going this long, bro, Giz is lasting. Giz ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Shout out to Swifty because I know she's listening. So, you know, rock and roll, baby girl. You watch that documentary. You got a girlfriend, so I know you did. Don't lie to me, you son of a bitch. I did. I, I, I've heard the tales of it, but I haven't, I haven't seen it, man. It just made her, it made her look like a dick. Like it did not make her look, (laughs) she was trying to like let people in. It's like, dude, whoever, I don't know if you were watching the editing process of it, but like, you look like a clown in that shit. Like bad, bad. She comes off like this (laughs) totally like, like she's bullied in life and you know, all of her life is she's been ugly and she only hangs out with her family and those are the and only so she people, shook it off it and those are the only people she could trust and the only people in her circle are like her mom it's like dude your parents fucked you up your parents fucked you up man they should have let you have friends i'm sorry they did not friends but are tight. they should those have are important. they should have let you do whatever you want for a little bit it's hard cuz you have a daughter and you're like i don't want to let her do anything and She's so beautiful. But that's what happens. They turn into fucking weirdos <laughs> that are, according to her documentary, miserable. She seems miserable. And her... That's so creepy. Her song process... And she was like, let me... Talk about letting you into the song-making process. Gizverse slash T-Swift verse podcast. Verse. <laughs> she was showing everyone how much she had to do with her song making process, which is very little. She would go, Oh, I thought of this thing. I thought of this thing. It was like, and I'm like, shake it off. Shake it. And the producer's like, Oh, you mean this? Exactly. Makes the fucking song. And she's just like, shake it off. Shake it off. Oh, that's fucking good. It's a good fucking song. I like it. I'm glad I came up with it. I, I'm the one that made it. 50 million sold. I'm the one that made it. And apparently she like dated her fucking producer. It's like, yeah, I bet you did. 
I bet you fucking <laughs> did. So he didn't take half the money that he fucking deserved on that goddamn thing. It's like, well, let's stay. No, you should take 10%. You're it's your producer. You don't do everything. Let's date. I think King Gizzard invokes something completely opposite in that. And they're not, <laughs> they're not going to go away. They're not going to go away. They're too good. The creative process is too embedded. They've been rewarded too much for them to just disappear into the ether. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Zoom. And what, see, that's, that's where these documentaries get scary. I would hate to see any side similar to that of Gizzard. Like you mentioned earlier, like Metallica and stuff. Like there's like 14 Metallica documentaries. I feel like you see everything, you know, Lars the dick. Like I've known Lars the dick longer than I've known Metallica's music. You know, like I don't want to be watching King Gizzard documentaries in 20 years. Like, man, I don't know if he knows, but Ambrose is like a real asshole, dude. You know what I mean? Like, or let him be an asshole in private. I don't want to know about it. It's unfair because Lars gets a bad rap just because, like, <laughs> of, of, of of Napster. Napster. If Napster. Like, half of the people listening to this don't even know what Napster is, I feel like. like Napster. No, but they know he's a dick. That's it. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't know why, but, like, they know he's a dick. Because he wanted to make money off the music him and his band made. <laughs> He wanted to be compensated handsomely for the music him and his band made. That and asshole. It, and it's not so when you're in that kind of gig, it's you're not being paid for that record. You're being paid for the fucking five records that you released and nobody bought. And for you're sure you're making the money from that work to get to this <laughs> album. And that's what Lars's point was. It's like, dude, we're famous now. You're not gonna steal from us. You know, you could. You could download a nobody band, but not. You could download Dane Cook, but you're not going to download us, okay? <laughs> Dane Cook We're was giving that shit. Dane Cook was giving the shit out for free, anyways. So that's Doing one God's thing. Work. That's one thing. But that's how we got huge. That was it. He was a genius. He saw YouTube before YouTube. <laughs> I hate oh, shit. I hate Dane Cook, but I mean, I you know what he was doing. I don't hate him. I don't like his comedy. It's not that I don't. Ha- it's not that I hate him. I sincerely don't like his comedy, even though he's funny as shit. I just don't like his comedy, um, and that I translate to personal, as well as Taylor Swift, as well as King Gizzard, and I, that's why I love King Gizzard. Taylor Swift, horrible person, hilarious comedian. That woman is hysterical. Blake Griffin, top notch, <laughs> elite. Daddy-o. Okay, right here, right now. Somebody in King Gizzard, documentary in 30 years. One of them's a filthy drug addict, as depicted in this documentary. Which one is it? The funniest would be Cookie. The most likely, <laughs> sure. the most likely would be Joey. Joey, 100%, right? Yeah. 100%. Uh, Andy, I can see maybe hitting that bottle real heavy duty, like a noble soldier. Maybe he here, gets you know fat. I mean? He might get fat, but oh, like, he's getting that's not... Right. I think... Joey might be looking a little, like Razor Ramon. Joey could be like fucking a little bit of a speed addict. You know what I mean? He might be on the uppers. He likes the Bullets. fast, the fast lane fast. a little bit. Yeah, the fast <laughs> staying lane. up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. sleep. <laughs> Cookie would be. Ooh. Oh man, I bet Cookie would just be sad. I bet that'd be traumatizing to see, man. I don't, I don't know. No, he would just be dead. That would be the funniest. It's like, yeah, man, that dude loved heroin. Be like, what? <laughs> yeah, man. Loved it. Sweets and treats? 
Are you, know, you serious? Trees is about heroin, dude. Here, right? But, oh most of God. his most of his songs were about heroin, man. It's like holy shit. Are you fucking That's serious? So dark. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, classic music. That's good. Definitely the funniest. That would be the fu- that would be the most. Um, oh, <laughs> what's that fake band? Uh, in the Spinal 80s? Tap. Spinal Tap. That would be the most Spinal Tap <laughs> fucking moment. <laughs> Poor Cook Dog. R.I.P. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Never, man. Not on our watch, man. Not on our watch. We'll keep that belly full with good sweets and treats. Always and forever. Hell yeah, man. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up, dude. We've been chit-chatting for a little bit. Uh, yeah, we have. Not much to chit-chat about, but, you know, got to talk about it. Giz put something out. Got to talk about it. Uh, we'll continue to get little treats, sweets and treats from, from the Gizverse. Uh, that album's got to be coming out relatively soon. I kind of hope they don't put out too many more singles, you know? I, I, I like to really go in as raw as possible. Then you, 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 They throw out a video and you have to watch it. Um, I'm I'm ready for them to just drop it. Just drop it. I don't need any more singles right now. Look, the reason I'm okay with them dropping singles, Brian, is because they get YouTube revenue from each of those uh, no videos that they drop. So, like, let them make money off YouTube. YouTube's a dick when it comes to making money. So, like, let those motherfuckers make a little bit of bread off that. I'm very okay with that. It's tough to make money right now in the live performance industry. So, like, Put those videos yeah. out, get that million views, and make that money, buddy. Make that money, honey. That honey make that, money. Make that honey money, dog. Sweet honey money. Do you know what the mm-hmm. album's the, the new album's called? No idea, buddy. Ooh, a little water no break. Be hilarious if it's honey. Water break. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Um, yeah, if any, if if any of you guys have your own opinions about the ratty video or the honey song, like if you guys heard something in there that we didn't hear, I know we didn't go deep into the lyrics like we normally do. We try to save that for the album dive, but still, give us your opinion in the comment section. Um, and also like, subscribe, do all that stuff. It helps us, just like I said, algorithms help us try to make that money, honey. Money, honey. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Instagram bread, baby. Need that. <laughs> that Instagram money, honey. <laughs> all right, man, we'll talk to you guys soon. Let it go. Peace. The universe has an invisible face. <laughs>